back in the Jar of the Boss Man show. We have a special guest for you, the Nickel State Colonel's new head coach, Richard Riley, taking time out of his busy day to talk to us here on the show today. Coach, how's everything in Louisiana, man? Going good, man, going good. The rain has, has slowed down a little bit, and we got got a nice day today. and Got our whole team here. We just, we just finished our second week together and just trying to put everything together, man, a lot of new faces and mix them together with, with the returners that we have. I hear that, Coach. So what are you guys doing for this team building and bonding to get all these new faces together with the old faces to kind of become one one, one accord now so you guys can be ready to play when it tips off there in November? You know, it's really like that's it's a huge challenge when you take over a program anytime. But our deal here is, is as unique as you'll see across the country. Um, we've got the oldest team in college basketball, we have a lot of veteran guys. We don't have any freshmen or sophomores. It's weird how that happened. And we've got seven returners, and then we've got six new guys that we brought in. Two of those guys will be um, our Division One transfers, so they'll sit this year. But the rest are eligible to play now. So we're doing a ton of team stuff. Um, we do what I call a road game once a week where it's conditioning exercise, but it's all based on wins and losses just trying to develop that culture of, you know, winning, to be honest with you. You know, we're trying to get our guys where they expect to win and they value everything as far as a win-loss goes. And I've got a young staff, and obviously I'm a younger guy as a head coach, so we spend a ton of time with our guys, and that's the priority for us right now, just showing them that it is, it is a true family atmosphere and we can't be as good as we need to be if we're not all together. And I've been proud of what we've done two weeks here. In a short amount of time, our guys are really bought into what we're trying to do. And, Coach, that's amazing because think about that. You have seven returning guys and six new guys and a new coach. That could be a natural schism, but to to bridge that gap is a wonderful thing. And, two, you've seen these guys already come together as, as, one, as one man and for all these guys together, 13 guys for one common cause. No, it is. It is. And there's nothing more important for us right now than – them blending this team together and, and them becoming brothers. I mean, it's it's crucial to what we're trying to do as far as building a program and the culture that we're trying to establish that our guys, you know, not only tolerate and, you know, accept each other, but they embrace each other as family. And that takes work. It doesn't happen overnight. And you know, I've explained that to them. I don't expect them to be, you know, family after two weeks. It's impossible. But by the time we get to November, you know, we feel like we can be in a great place as far as our, our culture where we need to be and, you know, them feeling like family. And, you know, some of our guys, to be honest with you, it's, it's really unique because some of our guys have been here redshirt as a freshman, so this is their fifth year college basketball. And then we have a graduate transfer from North Texas. So obviously this is his last year of basketball at the collegiate level, but it's his first year at Nichols. So – all these different personalities and backgrounds, and, you know, experiences they've had, we just got to bring it all together for, you know, one common goal. Oh, I hear that. And speaking of family, Coach, uh, you've had a new son recently. How has he been for you so far? And how are those late nights getting to you so far, Coach? <laughs> yeah, it's, the first one, Reese, is my, is my two-and-a-half-year-old, and he was the worst sleeper you could imagine. <laughs> now, Rock, our new son turned a year, not a year, a week old yesterday. And he's the best you can imagine. So 
the second time's a charm, I guess, as far as sleeping. So he's not kept us up too much, man. It's, it really is a blessing to have two healthy boys. And, you know, my wife, the pregnancy was really, you know, smooth, and she's still recovering from, from the birth. But we're really blessed, man. It's, it's great having, having Rock on board with us now. So, Coach, looking down the road, uh, down as they get five, six, six years old, Coach, will you be putting a basketball in recent Rock's hands to get them trained up just like you were at EKU? <laughs> I hope they're a better player than me. I hope. My <laughs> wife my wife was actually a good player. She played at Pikeville College, which was an NAI, which is an NAI school, and she actually coached there. That's how we met. She was the top women's assistant. I was the top men's assistant years ago. So we have a lot of basketball in our family. So I would imagine that both of them sometime or another will will develop some type of passion for basketball and want to play. I, I just hope that I hope they play something, man. I hope they they play something and they, you know, get excited about playing some type of sport. It doesn't have to be basketball. Oh, I hear that, Coach. Cause I, see, I can see it now. I'm, I'm 29, so I can think about it. Maybe in 20 years, I'm interviewing Rocco Reese on the show. Like I interviewed their dad 20 years ago. So <laughs> I see that now. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. If they're that good, hopefully they make a decision that they want to play for their dad somewhere down the road. There, there we go. That's, that's how we do it there, Coach. We got Rich Riley here on the Boston Man Show, Nickel State, new head coach down in Louisiana. Now, Coach, uh, I'll tell you what, moving over there, that one seat, man, how's it been for you so far, going from assistant all these years now to running your own show? It's it's a lot different, man. I've, I've been told that by a lot of my bosses over the years. They talk about the different stresses you deal with, how much you worry, and you do. Like, you worry a lot. Like, I worry about things that I didn't even think about as an assistant. But it's so rewarding, man, because you work so hard, and when I was a volunteer assistant at Georgetown College in high school. When I was, you know, 20 years old, I didn't ever dream I'd get to be a Division One head coach, especially, you know, at the age of 33. So I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I just try to take advantage of every day, and I try the best I can to enjoy it. Like, I tell our guys to enjoy the process of getting better and enjoy the process of our team coming together and, like, cherish every moment. I need to take that advice more as a head coach. Like I need to enjoy it more, but it's you know it's challenging to do that because you know you want to get things right. You want to create a program here that you know our community and our school can be proud of, and you know we want to eventually get to where we can win championships. So the best answer is I am enjoying it a lot, but I do feel a lot of the worry and the stress that, that comes along with being a head coach. Oh, I, it's totally understandable because you got all that responsibilities on your shoulders now. So you, the most definitely, you you're gonna worry a little bit. Cause I I can kind of feel you feel your pain, coach, as the director of this radio program and being the host and do all. I, I feel your pain, coach. I know how it, how it feels to think about something in the middle of the night. Like, how can I make that better? Should I ask that question? You know what I'm saying? So, oh, you're right. You're I, right. I, coach, we're in the same game together, right there, coach. No, you're right about that. You're right. Now, I, I know we have your official visit on campus today. And actually, when it comes to recruiting, you feel like that being at your previous stops, knowing, knowing the lay of that, the lands in the south, uh, in, on the eastern seaboard as well, and some towards our west, will help you, Coach, in, in getting guys to come to Nickel State and help keep quality talent on your roster. 
No, I do. And I, I'm lucky to have a great staff, some guys that believe in me enough to come down here and move their family down here and, you know, help me build this thing. So I, I am fortunate to have a staff that that's really good at what they do. And we recruit regionally very hard. I'm not from Louisiana, but we've done a great job at developing relationships. There's there's talent around us. We need to do a good job keeping them home. But we also have, you know, accessibility across the country, especially on the East Coast and the South. And we can recruit nationally like that. I mean, you got our two transfers sitting out, one's from Baltimore, one's from D.C. Um, we, we signed a junior college kid from Florida another grad transfer from North Texas who's originally from Milwaukee and another kid from Mississippi and then one from Brooklyn, New York. So we recruit nationally. We really, really want to keep guys home, you know, down here in Louisiana because we are in, in an area where there is talent, guys that can help us win championships. But we, I think it's important with this job to be able to have a good mix, to be able to recruit here, keep guys home, but also to have – the reach to go out and, and get some difference makers, you know, nationally. So we mixed it up pretty good and we got a big class coming up. We got to sign a lot of guys in the 17 class. We're excited about that. And then we, you know, we have the two kids sitting out and then we will return some key guys as well. Folks, Richard Rowley here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach, I talked to Wes Flanagan, who played for Cliff Ellis at Auburn. I want to ask you, what has he meant to you in your career, personally and professionally? What's with the coaches who you've worked for that really has meant, meant something to you, personally and professionally, maybe like a Jeff Newbauer or guys like that? What have they all done for you since you got the job at Nickel State and helped mold you to be a coach you are today? Well, they've all – I wouldn't be sitting here without, without those guys, and all of them have played a significant part of my growth as a coach – you know, helping me get to a place where I'm comfortable and prepared to be a head coach. Like Cliff Ellis was the first guy that took a chance on me at the Division One level, and it was really a blessing to get to work for a future Hall of Famer, your first job. You know, he, he taught me how to run a program, how to do more with less. I mean, you look at all his jobs that he's had, and he's won at every stop, and every one is a tough job. Like Coastal Carolinas made that job a lot better. He was at Auburn, and they were number one in the country. And I, I, I don't know if that'll ever be done again. I think Coach Pearls would kill it. But like Auburn, number one in the country is unbelievable. Clemson, he won that regular season ACC at Clemson. That's another thing. It's just it's tough to do. And then before that, South Alabama, he built that, took them to multiple NCAA tournaments. And then Coach Newbauer is at Fordham now. I was with him at Eastern Kentucky. And he taught me, you know, to be detail-oriented. He's one of the most detailed people I've seen, one of the best offensive minds in college basketball. And then from there, I was with Coach Hass, Jared Hass, who's at Stanford now. I was at UAB with him, and he had worked with Coach Williams his whole career before UAB. And he taught me the value of family, like family within your program, appreciate your own family, and, you know, not taking that for granted either. And, you know, he's just one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And then my last boss, Brad Brownell, has done an unbelievable job at Clemson, Wright State before that, UNC Wilmington. But we won 10 games in the ACC last year, four straight top 25 wins. And he just has a culture of work. And I say to their guys a lot of times, like a culture of work. And it's like that at Clemson. It allows them to 
you know, have a chance to beat, you know, the teams in that league. The ACC is the best basketball league in the country to me. I think it's like SEC football, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's just a cut above. And every year, you know, he has a team right there. So I took a lot from those guys. Another guy that I'm, you know, really thankful for our friendship is Shaka Smart. Since I've been a young coach, he's spent time, you know, to talk to me and to mentor me and try to help me become the best coach I can when he, when he didn't have to. And, you know, he's another guy that I really, really look up to. Now, Coach, I'm going to ask you this now. Since you've got all these different influences around you, Cliff Ellis, Coach Hass at Stanford, Shock, 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 Smart here. How are we going to see your team play this year? Which style do you like the best? So which one, how are we going to see your team play this year? And when somebody watches your team play, what do you want to take, take away from seeing your guys play every night on the court? Yeah, we defensively, we're an up-tempo team. We pressure you. We come after you for 40 minutes, and we want to, we want to make you uncomfortable. I tell our guys a lot of times, like, we want to own the last eight minutes. And to do that, you've got to be in – Superb condition, which we're working at that now, their conditioning and with their strength coach and and getting our bodies where we're capable of playing like that. Everybody talks about they want to play fast. You can't play fast unless you're in condition to play fast. So we pressure you and we come after you. Offensively, we're really unique. Like our offense is pretty. We play fast in transition. We push on, make some misses. But in the half court, we're really predicated on spacing cutting, everything flows into some type of ball screen action, usually at the end. And I'm big in unselfish play and being disciplined offensively. Last year, Nichols State averaged 12 assists to 15 turnovers a game, and that's not a winning formula. You know, and I talk to our guys about it all the time. So we're sharpening up our ball skills. You know, we want to make sure that we take care of the basketball we always play unselfishly. We always play with discipline. And hopefully, you know, how unique we are offensively with our spacing and cutting and our tempo and pace, it can it can be successful for us. Now, Coach, a final question for you, Coach. I know you're an OVC guy. I went to Tennessee State. You went to EKU. Oh, you did? Yeah, the Tennessee State. So, yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you, uh, on the OVC trail, what was your favorite – road game or road around to play in? My favorite one as a as an Eastern Kentucky Colonel, like the biggest game for us is is obviously Moorhead State. It's a huge rivalry within the state. And it was always a big game. Whether we went to Moorhead or they came to us, you know, it's it was packed. You know, sold out usually. So I have like a special place in my heart for that rivalry. It's a great rivalry. Like, I enjoyed coaching in it. I enjoyed playing in it when I was there. And, you know, the toughest place now for me when I was there as a coach and a player, you know, I didn't play as a player, but just the atmosphere was Murray State. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal atmosphere, man. Like, it really was. And we went in there when they had Isaiah Cannon, and they were, you know, had a heck of a team. We went in there and played them tough. And it was it was a fun place to play, but but that whole league's a really good league. I think people don't understand how good leagues are until you coach in them and play in them. But the OVC has some great coaches. You know, right now Tennessee State Dana is, is phenomenal, like really good. He's done a heck of a job building that program. I think they're they're on an upward trajectory, man. I think he's got some special things down there. 
Yeah, Wiggs had him on a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to tell you, his top assistant, Coach Pills, is, is hilarious. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> I coached against him when I was at Coastal Carolina. He was the head coach at Winthrop. Really, really good coach. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Coach. Every time I go to town, that Nashville, I try to spend some time with Coach Pills because he's going to tell you something that's funny and just make you just laugh. And just the story, his stories are so great. I'm like, Coach, just keep on talking. That's what he listens to this for another hour. So, you know, he's just he's great, man. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. They're, they're doing great things down there. Now, Coach, you be playing any games close to Georgia or for our listeners here in Atlanta can come see you guys play or, or keep up with you? The closest we get to Atlanta is, is Birmingham, which is two hours away. And, and we play, it's, it's an exempt deal, and we'll play Bethune-Cookman on the 25th of November. And that's I think it's a day game. I think a 2 o'clock tip. And then on the 27th, we'll play Samford. Okay. And I'm, it's, I think it's a 7 o'clock tip maybe. And so it's just a, it's a deal there, a four-team deal, and it's all right there at Samford. Anybody that's listening, I would love for you to come watch us play. You know, give it a chance. Maybe maybe you'll love what you see and come down to Thibodeau, Louisiana, and check us out sometime after that. Hey, Coach, this is what we, I, I'm, this is what we'll do, Coach. I will get we'll, – we'll have, we'll have your own ahead of that tournament so we can make sure we can get people to go out there and see you guys play. Because I had Coach Eshawn on the show last week as well, so I know that's one of the guys you know pretty good as well. So I'll definitely uh, make yeah, a big – I had on – Appreciate it. Yeah, so we'll definitely do that for you, Coach. We'll have you on before that. So we come to Sanford, so listeners can go out there and check you guys out, man. We're going to get Nickel State known here at ATL, man, one way or another. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you having me on. And Anytime you guys have time for me, I'd love to come on again. Yes, sir. Coach Raul, you have a great day, man. I hope to close that recruit, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, folks. Richard Riley here on the Boston Man Show. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com. Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. 
hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. JR, the boss man show. We was just talking about how it was rough when guys get cut until the guy he's benched. And what better person I could find on the fly to follow the show than our man, Coach Donnie Tindall, here on the boss man show. He's building a school down there in Athens, Tennessee, doing big things. He's still doing big things. People try to hold him down, but Coach is rising above it. Coach, what's up with you, man? Boss man, how are you, my guy? You doing all right? I'm doing good, Coach. Just uh, having a discussion with the listeners out here and our previous guests about, you know, the Sam Bradford trade and how he wanted to be traded from Philadelphia, Coach, because of that drafted Carson Wentz and signed Chase Daniel. And now Chase Daniel is ticked off because, hey, he thought he'll be starting, and now he's the backup to Carson Wentz and be the third-string quarterback if Bradford was still there. So I wanted to talk to a guy who's had to tell guys they, they had to make a decision that was best for the team or not building a team anymore. So for you, Coach, if you had a situation like, like the Eagles have with a guy who thought he would be starting, but you said, no, you're still going to be a comfortable bench or not starting – how would you handle that if you got for, for a guy who feels as angry as Trace Daniel feels right now? Well, the biggest thing is everyone needs to understand that roles have to be accepted. That's part of being a professional. That's part of being uh, a part of any team. If you don't understand that the, the team and, and the sum of the parts is more important than any one individual, then unless you're just one of those elite select guys like a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan, then you're probably not going to be part of the team very long. That's just the way it works. And so eventually guys, whether they like it or not, they, they accept their role and, and it's about competing and, and trying to get better every day and trying to eventually beat that guy who's in front of you out. And the other thing as a coach, you've got to be able to explain is, look, you may be frustrated, you may be hurt, but at the end of the day, in this game and in this sport, a lot of injuries happen too. So you've got to keep your mind right, and you've got to be prepared in case an injury does happen. If you're pouting, you're not feeling sorry for yourself, you're not prepared, all of a sudden, if a guy does get hurt and you're mentally not into the flow and you're not ready, then, then you're not going to play well when you do get your chance. So that's a big selling point coming from a coach too is, look, you got to be ready if a guy gets hurt to step in and be ready to go. Now, Coach, if you, would you ever tell a guy if a guy that doesn't play well, I may revisit my decision, or you don't give a player that, that type of insight. You just kind of keep that between you and your staff. 
No, I, I think you may you may not mention the fact about, you know, if a guy doesn't play well, but you certainly want to say to a guy, look, we're going to we're going to continue to give you an opportunity based on practice. You know, if you continue to keep uh, keep competing at a high level in practice, you know, everything's about competition. And if you ever tell your team that a guy has a job locked up and it's not going to be open for competition, then, you know, that's probably when your team and individuals stop improving. And then we all understand there are certain guys that as long as they're healthy, they're not going to lose their starting job. But there are guys that understand, too, that if they continue to work and improve, they've got a chance to earn, earn a chance to play or earn a starting role based on their productivity. And quarterback's one of those few positions where, unless a guy is really playing poorly in, in the starting spot or he gets hurt, sometimes that second guy never does get a chance to play or prove himself. But there are times when a guy's really struggling or playing poorly that they pull him and give that second guy a chance to, to step in there. So you just got to be prepared. And I think a coach has got to do a good job of saying, hey, if you get your chance, be ready and continue to practice well to to show us you deserve that opportunity. And folks, we're joined by Donnie Tindall here on the Boston Man. So discuss from a coach's perspective how to handle a guy like Chase Daniel, who's very angry about his mention to Carson Wentz. And I looked at his stats, Coach. Chase Daniel's only started two games in, in the league. They were last game of the other seasons, not meaningful games, you know. And Wentz is a starting none. So I know he's gotten paid some seven million a year to be a backup quarterback, but on the field-wise for his playing game action, he doesn't have really much of a leg up on Carson Wentz. So how can he feel entitled that because he straight away Sam Bradford actually be the starter? Because this is what the talk, talk all day about how he's very ticked off about this and he saw somewhat wants out, out of there and he wants a trade or a new scenery now since this is going down his way. Well, you know, there's a lot of guys that just got cut in our, on an NFL roster that they're saying, you know, they they think they deserve his spot as the backup quarterback. So he, he better be careful what he wishes for. All of a sudden, he might be out of the league and, and, and be wishing he wanted to set anything and, and wishing he was the backup quarterback somewhere. So uh, a lot of times you probably ought to just be quiet and continue to bust your tail. And, and if you're good enough, once you get your chance, you know, your play will speak for itself. Uh you know, when you're a guy that started two NFL games and you haven't been super productive in the two games you have started, it's probably best you just kind of be low-key, uh, continue to bust your tail, collect those paychecks, because those paychecks at that level, J.R., in case you don't know, they're pretty darn nice. <laughs> yes. and, uh, <laughs> and go about your business and do your job like a professional. And uh, if nothing else, you're going to continue to get that. Uh, uh, a nice little deposit at the end of each month and, and get to travel around the country doing what you love to do. Now, Coach, do you feel like the Saints should give Drew Brees what he wants, four years, $100 million? That's what he said he wants from the Saints, four years, $100 million to resile them. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing. You know, uh, you're always going to be split 50-50 in these situations because a lot of people are going to say, well, that's what he deserves. That's what he should get based on what he's already done for that organization. And, and you can't hardly argue with that. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Famer. His statistics speak for himself. 
He's a model citizen in the community. He's done unbelievable things for for youth organizations and charitable organizations in that community. So all those things come into play when you say, yes, they should give him that money and, and let him end his career as a New Orleans Saint. On the business side of things, when you know that he is on the tail end of his career and their their team, their organization is on a little bit of a downslide, you say, well, you know, where he's at in his career, things are winding down. That's probably too much money for, for where his game is at right now. He probably isn't a guy that deserves $25 million a year for his play. That's too much. Let's put that money into other guys. Let's sink it into some other guys where we can build this roster, go with some youth and athleticism, and build this thing for the future. So there's two sides of it, and I understand both sides. You want to be loyal to the guys that have done great things for your organization. On the flip side, you feel like you owe it to your fans and the franchise to continue to build and grow and, and improve to try to win a Super Bowl down the road. And you're right, Coach. I feel like this about Drew Brees. I mean, all that money is tied up in this guy, but they they still have no no defense in, in New Orleans. They can't, can't, can't even stop a nosebleed down there, man. So, I mean, if you, Drew Brees can't outscore you anymore because their defense is so poor down there. You fired Rob Bryan, got Dennis Allen there. Think how many coordinators the Saints have been through on defense. They still can't stop anybody. Well, I know one guy that wishes they would have sunk some money in the defense, and that's uh... – that's Rob Ryan. I know that. Oh, yeah, the Ryan brothers up there in <laughs> Buffalo. Now, Coach, now, it has to be real interesting for those two guys. Their coach name is on the line in Buffalo, man. The Ryan brothers, if they fail this year, I don't think they both would be out of, out of football next year real quick. Well, it's this year, too. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like Rex Ryan. and I'm not as big of a Rob Ryan fan, but I certainly like Rex and and hope that they can get that thing going in the right direction. I think he's a he's a man's man. He's a football guy, and, and you can tell he is very, very passionate about what he does. So I'm hopeful they can turn the corner and get that thing going in the right direction. I think, you know, last year they had some untimely injuries and, and uh, maybe were inconsistent at the quarterback position. But, uh, you know, that's part of the NFL. You've got to have depth and you've got to have solid consistent play at the QB spot and and I'm hopeful he'll get that because I do I, I'll admit I'm a fan of his and hopefully I catch he has success this year now coach before, before you let you go coach can you tell the people we haven't heard from you since March man well what, what's all been new with you what you got new that you want to share with the boss man listening audience out here on Boston right radio network here well I actually have my NSA appeal hearing this week uh I'll be in Indianapolis for that on Thursday and and hope that that goes the way it should, which will be to have this uh, this horrible decision overturned and be able to get on with my life. And, and if not, we'll take this thing to federal court where we'll sue the NSA for millions of dollars and, and go go that direction. Uh, in the meantime, I've, I've got some coaching opportunities in the developmental league that I'm pursuing. And, uh, and then I've opened up a prep academy here in Tennessee where – We'll have a, a young team, about 15 guys that will travel around and play about 40 games. I won't coach the team, but I'll kind of run the day-to-day operations and and uh, and do that, try to help some young guys get into college and achieve their goals and dreams. So we're staying busy with some different things, but certainly hoping this appeal goes the way it should. 
And, Coach, you know, we here at the Boss Man Show want it to go your way as well. And, Coach, I tell you what, thank you so much on short notice, Coach. You, you, you the man. You, I knew I could call and talk to about this real quick on the fly. You, you the man, Coach. Keep it up, man. You got it, buddy. Thanks for having me, Boss Man. Talk to you soon. No doubt, folks. Don Tindall here on the Boss Man Show. Coming up next, Ray Harper. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on facebook at academics and athletic consulting or twitter at coach t wheel 24 or instagram travis l williams 24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. man show we have a great show for you and as promised i told y'all i would get him on the show just be patient with me new jacksonville state game cox head coach formerly western kentucky it's ray harper on the boss man show coach harper great to talk to you great to have you on the line with us how's life treating you after a nice labor day holiday weekend everything's good it's good to get the guys back today and get back to work and uh now close it out on with the boss man i mean it doesn't get much better 
Yes, indeed, Coach. So how are you feeling, man? How was your spring and summer with your guys? And are you looking forward to getting on the court in October and getting ready into the real flow come a month or so from now? Well, it's been good. They've, they've been a great group to work with and trying to get to know them uh, uh, not only as players but off the court as well. So, you know, it's an entirely new team uh, uh, for me, and uh, I'm excited. Um, we, I think we've got some really good young kids. We've got some good returners, uh, just a really good blend. And then, uh, Coach, what about this opportunity Jacksonville State o- o- opens your eyes? I know you resigned from Western Kentucky and you took this job here at, at Jacksonville State. What about Jackson- Jacksonville State caught your chances as you want to join them in the OVC and go forward with the, with the Gamecocks? Well, I, I, you know, I grew up in OVC country. Uh, you, know, you got that whole Belmont and Murray State in that area. Uh, so I know what kind of league it is. And then uh, uh, I just felt like it was a program that had a lot of potential. You know, haven't been to the conference tournament in eight years. Um, so I'd just, you know, really build something from the ground up. And uh, that's that's what we're looking forward to. And like you said, Coach, you, you know the OVC grounds where you grew up at. So recruiting-wise, it's going to be pretty good for you because you kind of know let Atlanta already. Because being at Western, you're right in the middle of OVC country anyway, <laughs> being at Western. So so you kind of know how where, where they're going to go to look for players. you got Memphis, Atlanta, you know, Mississippi, Kentucky. So where do you see yourself and your staff kind of kind of target early on to get guys to, to get comes to your roster this year, next year, going forward? Well, we, we talked a lot about Alabama and, and Georgia right here in our backyards. But, uh, you know, with this first class, I mean, we, we've got guys from Lithuania, from Israel, from wow. Baltimore, from uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, uh, I can't even think of uh, all the places, uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. And uh, so, so we, we did, a, we did a, you know, a variety. We've got them from everywhere, and we're going to do the same thing uh, if we're going to target, we're not going to limit ourselves to one particular area, but obviously we'd love to recruit our own backyard. I hear that. Like you said, Coach, you got a lot of talent right here in the Atlanta area, right there, Jacksonville, Alabama. So, like you said, mm. you're in a hot bed for real because I can tell you, Coach, I see a lot of coaches come through here all the time out here. I'm like, what you doing here? What you? And he's looking for players. I'm like, I, I know what you mean. There's a bunch of them out here. <laughs> you got that. And we got – we did sign one freshman from uh, Lithonia, Georgia, who we're very high on. So, uh, you know, we, we were able to grab one out of that state for, from this class. Good deal. Now, Coach, how has Jacksonville's community been treating you since you and your family has been down there? Are you, are you and your family adjusting to it real nice down there? It's been good. It's You know, it's a great college town. Obviously, uh, football started, and uh, we've got a great football team. Uh, team's going to be fun to follow and hopefully have a chance uh, to – go back and try to win a national championship. Folks, you got Ray Harper here on the Boss Man Show. And looking ahead to your OVC schedule here, Coach, you you got to get in the league with Belmont's been winning for years, Murray State's been winning for years, Tennessee State's improving, Tennessee Tech's improving as well. So so looking at what you have in the league, what, what are you thinking about your team for the guys you have, your guys, guys returning, so are they helping you kind of figure out the league or you kind of, you guys kind of scouting old tape already to kind of get a feel for what you're going to see come January? Well, the biggest thing we talk about is toughness. Um, you know, on, on both ends of the court, we we may not be the most talented every night, but one of the things we're going to pride ourselves on is being a good defensive team and, and always being the toughest. And I think if, if that's the case, you give yourself a chance 
every time you step on the court. So that's our goal, and, uh, you know, I, I know it's going to be a tough league, but uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. Yes, indeed. And, uh, Coach, I want to ask you this question because uh, a lot of coaches I talk to are interested answers about this, Coach. So who in your coaching career has been the biggest impact on you professionally and personally? Who are some guys you've worked for in the past worked with that kind of inspired you to go on and coach the way you, way you have these all these years? Well, you know, my dad coached me when I was growing up in Little League, Babe Ruth, baseball and all that. So, you know, you start there and then uh, – Worked for Wayne Chapman, uh, who you pro- his son's probably uh, more famous than him, Rex Chapman, but uh, probably one of the best basketball minds I- I've ever been around. Um, you know, I-, I learned a-, a ton of basketball being his assistant, and you know, uh, was fortunate enough to play for two very good coaches in college, and Abe Lemons and Mike Folio. So, just take a little bit uh, from a lot of different guys. I hear that, and you know what? Like you said, man, you always you you, you always never know who you can learn something from. Like for me, it was my dad. My dad was an entrepreneur, and he was a talker. So I got naturally how to talk on the radio and be a talker and just be a people person, you know. So I kudos right. to that. So I definitely understand what you mean about your dad being your first inspiration because that was definitely for me. And my and my to be a radio guy, you know, was my dad. So I definitely understand you on that one, Coach. Well, it's got to start somewhere, and. You know, I, again, I've just I've been very fortunate to to be a part of some very good uh, basketball teams and be around some really good players and some really good people. So I feel blessed. Now, coach, I know a lot of you, you guys kind of when you come in new, the skills are kind of made for you. Non-conference skills are kind of made for you already. Now, going forward, how do you foresee yourself making the schedule out for your guys? Will you try to maybe get some people to come play you at Jacksonville State or maybe play a tough away schedule to get you ready for OVC play? So how do you feel like you're going to be doing that going forward? Well, I can assure you the, the tough away schedule is going to start this season. Uh, we have two home games outside the league. Wow. And, you know, we had a lot of those games were already contracted when we got here. And then when we started to try to schedule games, it was it was almost impossible. Uh, everybody wanted to start a series, but they had to start it at their place. And so it'll balance out. We'll get uh, next season, I think we have eight or nine home games and non-conference. And then year, year three, we feel like we'll try to balance it out five or six non-conference games uh, at home each year. But we'll yeah. get tested. We open the season at Tulsa. We go to Maryland. Uh, we're in tournament out in Vegas. Uh, we play at TCU. So, uh, you know, we're, we we know we're going to get challenged. Uh, that sounds like a, a murderous row there, Coach. I mean, wow. <laughs> you jumped <laughs> in right the barrel early. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right out of the gate. So, uh yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, and I think it's a team that uh, will get better over the course of the season. And our goal uh, with this team is when we hit January and conference play begins that we're playing our, you know, playing good basketball. Now, Coach, I really looked like, like the rule changes last year of the 30-second shot clock, the freedom of movement. But for me, Coach, I feel like there's something lacking. I would love to see them go to a four-quarters routine maybe, a uh, 24-second shot clock like they act the NBA a little bit, or, or even advance the ball at the end of second half or, or, or last quarter. Like the like, I feel like that'll make the game more exciting. So is there anything that you think of in your mind to make the game a little more exciting that you may want to see put in next rules committee meetings? I'd like the four quarters. Uh, 
you know, I just I, I think uh, again you're going you're not going to see as many free throws, so you're not going to see quite as much stoppage of play if you do that. Um, so that that would they're always looking for scoring to go up and speed the game up. Uh, I'm not sure that would increase scoring. We got but the way some I see guys shoot free throws, it may increase it. Um, and then you know I, I'm not sure about the advancement of uh, maybe in the last minute of a game or last 30 seconds of a game, you could take a timeout and advance the ball into the front court like the NBA does. But, uh, you know, I thought some of the rule changes were good. I thought it helped the game. It's just got to be consistent uh, with officials throughout the season. You know, they they always start the season really calling um, the new rules. And as long as they stay with it, you know, you have to adjust. uh, But you don't want to see them calling – a lot of fouls early, and then all of a sudden, late in the season, they quit calling them. Yeah, because it seemed like last year, just watching as a fan and covering games, like you never knew how they was going to call it from game, from game to game, you know. And then you have guys scared to actually defend, which is causing more open right. shots. They're backing off of guys, and they're not really getting in, into the into the guys. And there's open shots, guys are setting ball screens and back cuts, and it's just open up too much to come when the referees kind of force your defense to be soft in a way. Right, and and I don't like that. Uh, when when you can't be tough and you can't be physical, I think I think it. Uh, you know, I understand keeping the hands off ball handlers. I get that, but you know, the game it is a physicality part to the to the game. And um, you know, I hope they don't take uh, that entirely away from college basketball. Now, Coach Five One for you, Coach. Uh, I tell you what, I know it's been a whirlwind for you. You've been a new head coach down in Jacksonville State, man. If you could, share us what a typical day like has been for you since you've been hired down there with the, with the Gamecocks. <laughs> oh, wow. Where do you start? Uh, we got here April the 6th, um, and my wife arrived August uh, August 15th, maybe. Wow. So, uh, and... You know, it was kind of, we had a house in Kentucky that we were going to try to sell and um, basically talked about no need to be here. I wasn't going to be home anyway. Um, so um, my myself and the two first two assistants that I hired, we were, you know, nonstop, 24-7. And we were able to sign eight guys and schedule, uh, I think it was eight games in a matter of, uh, you know, 30 days. So... Uh, and then all of a sudden you had guys back in summer school uh, starting in May. And so we had May and June, July, we had guys back in summer school and start had the opportunity to get to know those guys on the court and, and watch them continue to get better. So it's been good. And, you know, again, we're, we're in the week three of our school here. And uh, right around the corner, October 1st, will be our first official day of practice. I hear that. Well, Coach, I'll definitely look forward to seeing you guys play. I do cover OVC basketball. I cover Belmont, Tennessee State, and those teams up that way. A little bit Austin P when I can. So well, I'll definitely well, see you. Bossman, you said you covered those guys. Now, you better include Jack State in that because we're, we're just right down the road from you. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I, yes, you are. Okay. You're right down I 20. Yes, correct. Well, you're invited to any game now. Okay. So, front row. Hey, front row, hey, you have to fight. You know, I'm going to say something real quick, Coach. Coach Dan McKeel told me last year, he's like, Jr. every time you come to the game, boss, man, we always win. We're 4-0 when you show up. So I need you to be here more often. So well, we, so when I do show up, Coach, it's a good omen usually when I come to the game. 
Zuckerstein. Well, I'm looking forward to having you a lot of home games then. <laughs> exactly, Coach. We, Coach, we can make it happen, man. We, hey, look, send me a schedule, but I'll definitely make some dates around to come see you guys play in Jacksonville, man. I love coming down there. It's always fun when I come to Jacksonville and see you guys play, man. So look forward to it. All right, I'll do it. I'll get you a schedule. I look forward to seeing you. All right, Coach, have a good one, man. Hi, man. Hi, man, you too. All right. Folks, Ray Harper here on the Boss Man Show. My name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com. Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Show had a great show for you. Richard Riley of Nickel State, Donnie Tyndall, and Ray Harper of Jacksonville State. Now, my man's here. True speech for the boss report. Speech. What's good, bro? What's going on? What's going on there? Oh man, no much come off this holiday break, man. Ready to get back at it, man. I know, dog. Let's go ahead and see what the boss will have in store for us today. No doubt, folks. You've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. 
It's boss report. First story, dog, is this. Japanese man arrested. I was skipping out on taxi fare that took him on a 528-mile trip. What? 528 miles in a cab? Yes. How much does that cost, bro? Good Lord. How much was that? $9,000 for a cab. That was supposed to be a very loaded cab, wasn't it? Dude, what in the world? You should have called Uber. Uber everywhere. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's nuts. I might skip that fare, too. I ain't gonna lie. My man. But my whole thing is... How about, as a cab driver. How about, how, about you rent, how about you rent a car? How about that? This is true, but at the same time, like, I would get, actually, if I was a cab driver, if somebody was like, hey, yo, I want to go, you know, a thousand miles away, I'd be like, hmm, I don't know about that. That seems fishy. You know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta use your common sense. You gotta know he's up to something at some point in time. Exactly. Exactly. And... Texas DUI suspect arrested after throwing pizza during arrest. <laughs> was it delivery or was it DiGiorno? Uh, uh, it was Pizza Hut, actually. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I guess there's one way to eat Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah, it was old uh, Pizza Hut, and this next story right here may make racing my eyebrows, but who cares? Alabama radio host arrested after tracking, trafficking methamphetamines via a hotel suite. Whipping up, whipping up, Walter White. Y'all think about that double life? He's trying to get that methamphetamine. Exactly. Somebody had to learn how to cook, bro. They they took the cooking skills to the kitchen for real. They're like, man, I need to cook up a play. Oh, wait, why don't I just cook up a play? Mm-hmm. You got that right. And this is a very stupid and simple. Brooklyn man arrested for stealing a beef patty at gunpoint. Hey, what? He got arrested for stealing a hamburger at gunpoint, bro? Yes. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Literally, one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. You're going to go to jail because you robbed somebody for a hamburger, bro. A hamburger. How stupid can one be? Exactly. Very, very stupid. And here we go. Single mother of five kids arrested after failing to mow her lawn. So are they saying it was reckless endangerment or neglect? Like, how is that a crime? Because I know quite a few people that need to be arrested right now. (laughs) Quote, it was too high per city ordinance standards. I think that's just like unnecessary. Like, I really do think that's just unnecessary. Is that something like something else that that we don't like? Uh, does it rhymes with some lawful rubbish? Yes. Yeah, I like that agree. Mm-hmm. That's what's like to me. Uh, one armed Missouri man arrested 
after using prosthetic limb and multiple assaults? You know, I thought I heard you say one, but then I wasn't sure. But then when you said multiple assaults with prosthetic, I said, yep. You said one arm. You yeah. said one arm. Yep, you, yep, he did one arm attacks, man. Made it happen. That's, you know, you know, uh, that's kind of, I don't want to say embarrassing. I don't want to say embarrassing. But it's kind of hard to really explain like, how you got beat with him in one arm across that one. Like, that's, that's kind of hard story to explain and get across. You know what I mean? I agree. And this is a very common theme here on the Boston Report lately. Uh, our woman, our woman arrested after trying to hide pot and meth in her box. When do people realize that that's not the best hiding place for drugs and narcotics? Like, there are so many other hiding places that are better than that, but, you know, I mean, one gets sneezed and it's popping right out of there, so, you know. I think you just need to find a better way to transport narcotics. Maybe. I would agree. I would agree. And a Florida man claims he invents the iPhone in 1992. He's suing Apple for $10 billion. You said billion with a B, right? Yes, $10 like, billion. Yes, $10 billion. Like a billion billion? Yeah. That's crazy. I also don't think that iPhones came out in 92, nor did anyone have the proprietary technology to create an iPhone in 1992. And cell phones really didn't become popular, really, really, until 1945. And I really thought it was going to get to me, though. Exactly. Check this stupidness out. Seattle man arrested for scaring his penis at the supermarket checkout. Did he think that he could pay for his groceries with it? <laughs> that part I do not know. Because I'm, I'm trying to rationalize why one would consider that to be a good idea. But I don't really understand why one would think that's a good idea. Exactly. Wait, so he pulled out and scanned it? Yes. What sure. if it was a scan, though? Like, legit. Like, I mean, let's, let's just keep it on. What if it was a scan? That would have been, like, the funniest boss of story of all time. I would literally would have had no jokes. I had no jokes. I had no commentary. I had nothing to say. Yeah. Yep. That's, he scanned it and nothing happened. He, he was actually angry that it wouldn't scan. I was like, well, I mean, what was he looking for? Like, I mean, was it, did he have money on it? I mean, I don't really understand what he was trying to get here. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Really? And check this out. Uh, Philadelphia man arrested after shooting girlfriend with a crossbow because her box was fired when it was time to get get their freak on. That's a very violent and gross overreaction. 
I don't get this. Two hood rats arrested for leaving their baby in the hot car. Why they got they freak on? Get this, bro. Got they freak on at service merchandise and the Academy Sports Outdoors around the corner from their apartment complex. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, the hood rats had sex with each other. No. Workers at service merchandise and at the Academy Sports Outdoors around the corner. From their apartment complex. Okay, I thought she meant that they had sex with each other at the nah. thing. And okay. they had right, sex ooh. in the fitting room of the academy and in the back stock room of some merchandise. Well, what do you know? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Could they not have waited? <laughs> Is it worse than the H.H. Greg story, bro? Is it worse than H.H. Greg? Is it worse than that? Probably not. No, I don't think I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. I think H.H. Greg was one of the worst. One of the worst. By far. By far. Uh, let's just take the wheel here. We have a priest punching groom's brother in the face doing wedding due to quote his bad breath and looking at his nun friend. <laughs> No, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said the priest punched the groom's brother. That sounds like a hood rat ghetto love story. If I ever heard of one, bro. Yes. Due to his bad breath looking at his quote, none friends. His what friends? His quote, none friends. That's wild. That's stupid. Yeah. Yep. And here we go. Georgia man arrested after illegally impersonating a cop to jump the line at the food bank. Said illegally impersonating a cop. How? I mean, did he have the cop uniform on? Like, I'm just confused. Yeah, he had a full APD outfit. Dog. Oh, my God. The dedication has to be admired. Like, you got to admire the dedication. Yes. Exactly. But he has a felony for being stupid now. Like, I hope, I hope he understands that. He just got a felony. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. that's a major felony. That's a major felony. Major. Major, mm-hmm. major, major. And if you're a cop, why are you to be the food bank anyway if you're a cop? Dude, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure cops make good money in, 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 in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure. This is true. It's Atlanta. I'm pretty sure they make between mid-40s and lower-50s to start off. I'm pretty sure. So, you shouldn't have to get the food bank. But, here we go. Naked Florida man arrested after jumping airport fence to, quote, go back to Cuba and find some hoes. See, I knew Florida wasn't going to disappoint me. I was waiting on it. I was waiting on it. I'm like, Florida's going to make an appearance on his boss report and show enough it did. Florida man. All right now, Florida man. Show enough. <laughs> Show enough, but uh, you try to go back to Cuba and find some hoes. Um, <laughs> all right, man. that's weird, but okay. I'll let you have that for you, man. Let you have that. Michigan teacher fired and arrested after being caught peeing and jerking off in his own backyard. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The 
technically yes, that indecent exposure. Okay, so I'm just trying to rationalize. I'm like, was, did he not have another? Could he not have just gone inside? I mean, like, like if it's your house, can't you just go and find and do those things? I would think so. I mean, can, do you need to be like right there to do these things? I'm, I'm just hmm. weird. Very, very, very weird. I must say, I must say, that is weird, bro. I mean, technically it's his property, but at the same time, you can't just walk around with your out. Your damn sure can't just walk around jerking and peeing all over the damn place either. Uh, you know, in public, that's a decent exposure. And that's got to put you on the sex offenders list. That's the damn sure. So it's just, like, super weird that, you know, somebody would do something like that. It just makes it odd. And it makes it weird, and it makes it not okay. And you just want to create, like you want to crank one or whatever the case may be. You could have, you could have just went like inside your residence and ended that. Exactly. And Washington male thief arrested after trying to escape with his bounty on a kayak. How far did this nigga really think he was gonna get with a kayak? I mean, exactly. what did you really think you were going to go with a kayak, bro? Seriously. Seriously. Crazy. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, bro. I'm here. It's just... Stuff is crazy, man. Kayak, bro. Kayak. I don't know. You got me on the kayak. Yeah, and trying to get across the Potomac River in a kayak. Like you Dude, in the River War or something. Literally, it's stupid, but it's a whole new level very and elsewhere in the world Italian circus investigated for disguising dogs as pandas disguising dogs as what well dogs as pandas how man how big are these damn dogs so people actually even would be considered to believe that they were pandas. Uh, they were souped up on steroids in HGH. Had to be. I mean, Jesus, God. Those are a lot of... I mean, come on, man. We're talking about dogs and pandas. Notably, noticeably different between the two. But uh, if they managed to pull it off, then I guess. Yes, and also have Louisiana woman arrested for trying to forcefully steal shoes off of a young boy's feet at the mall. Come on, man. What type of grown-ass woman wants to do something like that? Mm-mm. That's sick, bro. I mean, that's a kid. Like, you want to laugh from the kid? Like, come on, man. That's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Super terrible. Just like the scum of the earth terrible. And I mean, from a kid, like, come on. Exactly. I'm like, really? And a New York woman arrested for driving erratically and, and being drunk on vanilla extract, alcohol, rubbing alcohol, peroxide, and vegetable oil. That's a hell of a concoction, man. It's all like the country ass moonshine. No, it's not like country ass version of moonshine jungle juice. And that's what it really sounds like. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, 
Now, I know Vanilla Abstract can get yeah, you. Yeah, like 20% alcohol or something like that. But, I mean, you know, just to actually drink is ridiculous. Yeah. And this is terrible. And, and another story here. Florida man arrested after soliciting sex with dogs on Craigslist. What, is the, what type of Craigslist description do you have to have in order to solicit dog sex? I mean, what do, you, what do you say? Like, only looking for furry, four-legged friends or something like that? Like, I really don't understand what type of caption or description you have in order to solicit somebody to a dog sex. It makes it completely ridiculous. Very much so. And final story of this week's ball support is this. Georgia man arrested after claiming he's a cop to avoid ticket, catches a felony charge on divorce from his wife. So he called a felony and divorced his wife? That's the last person you need to divorce. And she putting up with those ridiculously stupid self. Like, come on, bro, you're a dumbass. How you divorce? Well, I guess it comes from the same individual who pretend to be a cop. So you can't ask so much of an intellectual problem, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Now, bro, what is your take on today's report, man? Today's report was expensive. It was definitely, definitely expensive. The stories were unreal. But why is it that we have so many accounts of people impersonating the cops? Do they not realize it's a felony to do so? Like, not, not like a low felony, you know, but like a felony felony. Like, like you go to jail felony. Exactly. Today's stories were just different. Like, they were all over the place. All over the place. None of them had any rhyme or reason or nothing. And shockingly, Florida was not that involved today. Dude, I'm so shocked that I don't know what to do. Like, the state of Florida didn't get anything re- that, that was calm last week? Really? <laughs> it's a new trend here, but the Florida stories we did get were off the chain. Oh, for sure. That's most definitely, but it wasn't that many. Like, not like normal. So, bro, before we go, man, tell us about going on Family Grinding. See, I know you was out in Salt Lake City, Utah, doing your thing. How was that, man? Oh, man, Salt Lake City was amazing, as always. The people show so much love out there, man. It was super dope, bro. Big shout-out to the homie Maurice. He brought us out for his birthday, G-Life. Um, you know, the, the Island Tour, the Sign of Giants Tour, man. They brought us out. Super, super dope, bro. Super, super dope. Club X was amazing. The crowd showed us so much love. Shout out to all the Battle X Warriors that came out. Show love, man. It was a great, great show, dude. We shut it down. Uh, but they showed so much just genuine love for what we did for the music, man. Shout out to everybody that performed. Shout out to everybody that made it possible and made it happen. Uh, people need to hit up familygrind.com. Hopefully, we can get that footage process and I'll see you soon as possible if you missed it. You know what I mean? Uh, and we also got a few other things popping off. Can't give you all the details just yet, but y'all know every time I got to keep something on the rest, that means it's going to be big. You know that. So familygrind.com is the website. Subscribe to the newsletter so you can be the first one to know. If you got YouTube, youtube.com slash FGETV. We got videos, we got videos, we got videos. And definitely happy to announce that Family Grind has officially got a new signee, man. Dollar sign P. Dollar Sign P coming very soon. So everybody needs to check that out. He got a teaser available on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash FGETV. And we hit up soundcloud.com slash Family Grind. You can check out what Dollar Sign P 
got in store for you, man. It's definitely going to be a great project, great release. I'm so happy to finally have, you know, this brother finally release his music. And we can't wait, man. Can't wait. No doubt, well, folks. We can all support you on the Boss Bears show, BossRanShow.com. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focusing on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it.